Hello, hello, welcome to episode 13 of Think, Feel, Eat. We are in the very beginning stages of our series called The Perfect Storm of Weight Loss. And um, I'm so excited about this series. I'm so excited because most of you know that my husband and I have lost 220 pounds together. We are doing the stuff to maintain and losing a few more pounds along the way. That has been challenging. I'm not going to lie. The last 20 pounds is very, very hard. And I lowered my goal weight. So that made it even harder because, you know, when you just add five more pounds to what you have to lose and you're already like struggling to lose it. But um, we've unlocked some secrets in the last year. So a little bit of history about how I really uh, think that this has come about. So for many years, as you know, we've been, I've been trying to lose weight. And I lost about 50 pounds through um, just various things, ballroom dancing and through, this is over like a 10 year period, through ballroom dancing, through um, changing just a little bit of my eating habits. Then I was pre-diabetic, so I changed to uh, under 100 carbs a day to heal myself, which I did heal myself. Didn't have a lot of significant weight loss, but that 50 pounds was over a long period of time. So then the last few years, uh, we found plant-based supplementation, we found intermittent fasting, and we started um, losing more seriously. So out of the 220 pounds we've lost together, about 160 of that has been in the last couple of years. And um, so prior to this last year, especially, um, I had tried a lot of different things, right? So before intermittent fasting, of course, I did all the stuff, you know, like I counted calories and I did moderate carbs. I did low carbs. I did, I did lose hundred pounds with low fat and low calories before that was exhausting. And, um, that was, that was like 20 years ago and, um, 25 years ago, probably even, uh, and I didn't keep it off more than a couple weeks. <laughs> so evidently I did not find the secret because when you find the secret, you can keep doing it, right? When you find the secret, you can keep doing it. So that's what this, um, perfect storm is all about. So then um, prior, the first 50 pounds, I tried a lot of different things and things, everything works. Isn't that really funny? I mean, don't you want to just, when you see people on social saying, you know, we all know that doesn't work. No, it really does. <laughs> because like everything works. That's the thing. Everything works to lose weight, right? How many of us have lost weight in unorthodox manners, right? In ways that that doesn't work, you know, that doesn't work. The question isn't whether something works. The question is whether it creates a perfect storm for you that you can live with and that you can keep going with. So then we found intermittent fasting and the first year we just fasted. Oh, no, that's not true. I just fasted and um, tried various things. And my husband was from the beginning. He was, uh, he lost fast and then he kept on like, okay, this is how I really lose and feel satisfied because he likes a lot of bulk. So he was all fruits, vegetables, lean meats, eggs. Um, that was really about it. Um, that's, that was his protocol 80% of the time. So um, then I tried different things. Added it to my intermittent fasting, especially once, because at first, when you first start intermittent fasting, if you have a lot of weight to lose, you're going to lose it because you're making a deficit. You're also, a lot of other things that are happening, and I talked about that in episodes 11 and 12, the amazing things that happen during intermittent fasting that really can't happen to you very in very many other uh, methods. 
so there are a lot of great things that happen, but as far as like just intermittent fasting and losing weight, after you reach a certain threshold, in other words, you are, you've created all the boundaries, all the, um, all of the deficits and everything that you're going to create through timing, okay, then you have, um, you add something else to it generally at that point. And that's why you see a lot of people um, doing keto and intermittent fasting. Keto because it takes away their appetite a lot, um, so they don't get hungry very much, and it really, really, really reduces cravings. That has more to do with the lack of, or it has a lot to do with the lack of processed foods, the lack of sugar and fat and flour combinations that cause us to crave. I talked about that before in episodes um, seven, eight, and nine. Those are the craving episodes. All right, so um, I dabbled in a lot of things. And the, um, the thing that I found is that everybody, everything makes somebody lose weight. Everything works for somebody, right? So, but it can't just be like a free-for-all, like, I'm just going to cut out this and then I'll lose weight. Or I'm going to just eat more fat and then I'll lose weight. Or I'm going to just eat more protein, then I'll lose weight. The bottom line for people who have gotten to their goal is that they do one of two big things. The people who are in like um, eating, uh, overeating, um, support groups and things like that, like Bright Line, Overeaters Anonymous, Food Eaters Anonymous, you know, Food Anonymous, uh, Overeaters Anonymous, I um, can't remember what the other ones, but they uh, cut out everything, all sugar, all flour, and um, all fatty meats and things like that. So they just, they just, they call those their alcohol. That is the same for them as cutting out alcohol is for an alcoholic. Yes, we have to eat, but we can say these things are our alcohol. These things are the things that we don't consume. And then generally speaking, they get to goal or pretty close to goal, right? Because of that boundary that they've created for themselves, especially if they stick with it. So I dabbled in that some, and I learned that a lot from my weight loss coach, Brooke Castillo. But um, I also see a lot of failure in that. Like when I joined the groups, not Brooke's group, she doesn't have a Facebook group. When I joined some of those other groups, it's like people are really, really struggling to stay on 100% no flour, no sugar, no processed foods. But then I also knew the research about cravings and dopamine spikes and out of control eating and why we can't stop eating those foods. And it seemed that maybe that was the only way. Could that be the only way that somebody can really lose is to say, these are my things that I don't have anymore. Not my food, NMF, NMF, that's what they call them. They don't even listen. They just say NMF. In the groups, they don't even list those foods because they're triggers for people. They don't even say Kate. They don't use the word Kate. They say NMF, not my food. So then it's like, okay, no flour, no sugar, those extreme boundaries, those really, really take weight off. And they really, really reduce dopamine spikes. So I'm gonna share my screen for a minute, or more than a minute actually, because, oh, wrong one. 
since you guys are there. <laughs> you guys want to help at school? All right, so um, with this, we have this perfect storm, right? So when you consider something as, um, why don't I make this a little bigger maybe? Okay, when you consider something as uh, defined, as challenging, as strict as no flour, no sugar, no processed foods. No, and, and, and it goes on and on and on. It's not just flour, it's any flour. So no corn flour, no almond flour, no coconut flour, no flax meal, no any of the things that maybe low carb bakers would bake with no protein flours that maybe bodybuilders might bake with, no shakes, no um, smoothies. I mean, I could go on and on and on. They eat meats, vegetables, and um, whole grains, and like not made into a bread though, like oatmeal or brown rice, couscous. Um, or um, what else do they eat? Um, eggs. Uh, I think so. I think they eat cheese a little bit, but they have very defined parameters too, like so many fats, so many proteins, so, many, so all the time each day. So, okay, there's no doubt that works. Okay. Um, but when you look at the perfect storm of weight loss, you have three main areas. So we have eating protocol, which they have down pat any of those protocols, I'm not dissing because people who do that are hardcore. I mean, if you can do that forever, you know, you may or may not get to goal if you do that. You may have to still work on this amounts over here, but okay. And number two, then we have hungers and cravings, hormones and chemicals, uh, brain chemicals, things like that. They really are controlling those because they are so affected insulin, cortisol, dopamine, serotonin, leptin, willpower, when it's just not an option, willpower is changed. It's a different story. Willpower becomes a different story. That was in episode 60 and 61, a weight loss lifestyle. Ghrelin, sleep, seductive foods. They've taken care of a lot of that. And then we come over here and we have how you feel about that. And can you stick to that? And this is where I feel like a lot of that has a breakdown right over here in, in section three. These are not orders. These are three sections and they all relate to each other. That's why they're all in one big triangle. So then the question becomes, the question that I sought for as I went through this and I tried different things. I tried low carb, I tried keto, tried low fat, dabbled in calorie counting again. Um, I tried um, no flour, no sugar, no processed foods, except for one meal a week, one time a week, one instance a week. Um, uh, carb cycling. So with all of these things, you have to have all of three of these areas linked to each other. And that is what is missing in so many protocols. So I want to start on the food this week 
and I want to answer the question of what does it take to create an eating plan that leads to the perfect storm of weight loss? Because if you can do Food Anonymous or whatever that is, Overeaters Anonymous, if you can do bright line eating and you never ever plan to eat pizza again, you never ever plan to eat cake again for your grandchild's birthday or your own birthday, you never plan to, if you're a drinker, have a pina colada on a vacation, then you might find yourself in a perfect storm of weight loss. But if that program, that protocol breaks down for you in the enjoyment, over here even in the serotonin, because we get serotonin from enjoying foods as well, maybe you have your dopamine spikes under control because you never eat those things, but you can't stay on it. Something's breaking down over here, all right? So my premise is with this, what does it take to create an eating plan? I forgot to set my timer. What does it take to create an eating plan that um, leads to the perfect storm of weight loss? And that is this. It is the, all three of these things. Plus, considering these things down here and having how these things are linked and how they affect each other with your time, your food, and your amounts. So I talked in episode 11, I got ahead of myself, and I started out, dug right in before I had a chance to really think through what all I wanted to, um, what all I wanted to do in the series. I was just gonna do the food. And so that's why I started out with just these, this number one in episode 11. So in episode 11, I talked about the times a lot, okay? And how any kind of boundary that you create for yourself is going to, go back to that. Any kind of boundary that you create with the time when you will eat each day is going to be an advantage to you, okay? And I gave the reasons in that, but I also give them all in my first like 40 or 20 episodes of Weight Loss Lifestyle are nothing but fasting protocols and, and what would the benefits of fasting and things like that. Of course, you can also take my intermittent fasting course, which begins in a few days on Monday, May, I don't know what that date is, maybe the 4th. Monday, May 4th um, is when we'll start the next session. You can learn everything you need, whether you want to do a 16 hour, 17 hour, 18 hour, whatever you want to average. But in episode 11, I introduced the concept of the eating protocol and that it is comprised of three things, what, when, and the amount. So this is intermittent fasting, this is your food protocol, and this is the amounts that you're going to eat of those food protocols. And intermittent fasting helps you so much with all the boundaries that you need for these. All right, so I want to delve into what you will eat each day. This is creating your protocol. Now, some people, and I was, kind, I was doing this for a while, and where I was trying to do an 80-20, okay? And you hear about 80-20 in a lot of areas of life. It's where you give 80% of, you know, whatever to this big thing and you give 20% to something else. And so you hear it for time management, you hear it for relationships and specifically with food, 80-20 is that we are going to eat 80% on our protocol. So I'm going to call those fuel foods. 
no matter what protocol you determine, and this will take a couple of weeks for you, for me to help you determine your protocol. And I can also do, I do private weight loss coaching, so I can also help you with that if you want to set up a consult. Um, it's uh, donnareesh.com forward slash coach, coach or coaching. Um, can't remember what the, the uh, hyperlink is for that, but there's a page there that you can set up. You can have a free phone consult um, to determine if that would be a right fit for you. But I'm going to help you a lot, as much as I can, in these next couple of weeks to get your food protocol down. Okay. So 80% fuel foods, 20% fun foods. All right. The problem with that is this whole concept that I teach about this. We propel what we plan and we move what we measure. An 80 20 food protocol, and I'm going to have one whole uh, podcast episode on the 80-20. An 80-20 food protocol is not a plan. It's nothing that can be measured very well. I have given some ideas and tips in some previous episodes of ways you could do that. Like you could say, okay, out of every number of calories, X number of those are going to be fun foods. Out of every... Um, out of every uh, X number of eating instances, 80% of those are gonna be fuel, 20% are gonna be fun. What if that fun food is a 3,000 calorie smorgasbord? Just saying I'm going to do 80-20 will not be a measurement, all right? So the first thing that you need to know about creating a protocol is that all of these things work everything works in some way and that you need to decide ahead of time what you're going to eat all right so we're going to come here we're going to camp here for the rest of this session probably the next one too we propel what we plan we move what we measure time plus food plus amounts okay now when you think about think feel eat your thinking about your protocol really matters I've talked about this before, about how when I started uh, weight loss coaching, that I went to my sessions and I said, I'm just discouraged because I'm having trouble maintaining what I've lost already and I still want to lose 20 more. I really want to get to a size six. That's really my goal, you know? And, um, you know, my thought was, this is too hard. I can't do this. I'm at a set point. I've talked about that in previous Think, Feel, Eat episodes. And then my feeling of, with those thoughts was that I was, stop sharing for a minute here. My feeling about those thoughts is defeat. I felt defeated. I felt overwhelmed. I felt um, incapable, incapable, right? Those are frustrated. Those are the feelings that I felt as a result of the thoughts, I can't do this. I can't even maintain, much less lose. This is too hard. I'll never figure this out and so forth. And um, my coach said, what thought would it take for you to have a feeling that would drive an action that would help you? I'm like, I'm doing all these actions. I tried all of these different approaches. I can't stay on them. They're all too hard. You know, not, nothing will help. I can't do it. And she said, well, what feeling would you have to have 
to find something that you that would work for you what feeling would you have to have to take actions to find something notice it was different than take actions to lose weight take actions to get to my goal it was what do you have to do to find something and you know me i breathe i teach hashtag i breathe i teach right 50,000 pages 100 books i teach i said curiosity if i were curious i could i could find something she was like do you and she even said right then the way i said it and everything she said do you see how the feeling of curiosity opened you up i was like yes yes i was like ah yes i'm curious i am i want to find something i want to find it i'm going to find it i'm going to be able to now and so then i kept on for another year now so far a year next week a year tomorrow may 1st this is when i first joined coaching and i stayed curious i stayed curious i stayed curious gained a little weight on vacation gained a, I didn't take it off before the next vacation don't do two vacations in a row in, within within one month of each other and then i kept on being curious i kept on being curious i kept on being curious and then things started to click. I started to figure it out. I lost all my vacation weight. I started losing again. I was heading down, I'm heading down to my next size. And it happened when I was curious as to what would work. And when I started looking at all of those things I just described a little bit ago to you and why they didn't work for me and what would work because I was open and curious to find out what would work. So I'm going to be sharing <laughs> this week and next week, some basic guidelines for determining your food protocol. All right. For deciding this is what I eat. And then of course the amounts and we already have the time, right? That was episode 11 and you put all of that together and then you have your protocol. Now your protocol has to work. I'm going to share my screen again. It can't just be a protocol. Let me go. Where's my triangle? Okay. It can't just be a protocol that worked for somebody else. So, you know, it'll work for you. It can't just be something that you did before if you couldn't stay on it, even if you lost weight on it. It has to be something that encompasses all of these things. So I am going to go through different protocols next week and I am going to show you, um, maybe I'll start it here in just a minute. I'm gonna show you how this one might affect these things here that have to do with hunger and cravings and hormones and chemicals in your brain. How it's going to feel to your thoughts and emotion management. Okay. Now, when I first started learning thought work, I was like, no, my thought work needs to be, it's okay if I don't have any treats anymore. That didn't, that, that didn't work for me. That didn't feel right. Even though that's what my coach does, 
And even though that's what Brightline, and I learned about Brightline, that's what Brightline does in Food, Food Anonymous and stuff, but that's not going to be me. And that's not going to be something that I can stay on. So then I have all of these thoughts and emotional eating and things to deal with in a much larger scale because of the emotions that are associated with that, um, with a protocol that I can't stay on. Okay, so I'll just dig into some of these this week, knowing that, um, you know, we'll probably run out of time. Okay, all right, so I'm going to present to you um, some different protocols and how they work, my ring off, how they work and how, what, what might happen, what, what might work, okay, and what might what not, and why I think it may or may not, all right? Because it's not enough just to say, oh, you can't lose weight on calorie counting. Oh, you can't lose weight on keto. It's, it's, it's too, it's too um, narrow. It's too hard. Nobody can stay on it. Who's to say nobody can stay on keto? Just because I can't stay on keto doesn't mean you can't stay on keto. Just because I don't like those foods doesn't mean you don't love them. Just because they don't feel good to me, having had a gallbladder root, doesn't mean they don't feel good to you, right? So it's not a one-size-fits-all. Okay, and that is a little bit tricky. That's a little tough because what do we want? What do we sign up for? We sign up for the thing at the doctor where we can just go in and we can eat the foods that they send home with us in a box and we can just heat those up and we can do this until the 40 pounds or the 50 pounds or 60 pounds is gone. And then we give it all back and it's all over and we can't keep doing it, right? Or we do some extreme fasting. I really, really don't like to see people do uh, multiple day fasting. And this is the reason, because they are, they're looking for a quick fix, right? They're looking for really fast weight loss. And then why are they doing that? That's the, that, I, I guess, I guess I, I can't say that I don't, that it doesn't work because any kind of deficit will work, right? That's why intermittent fasting, people lose weight on it at first because they made enough of a deficit. Now, there are other things intermittent fasting does for us that can't be done with anything else. I already mentioned that. But the weight loss at first is not a magic time. The magic of the time is getting us into the fat burning state, having us be in the best possible um, place to burn body fat. It is reducing and reducing hunger, increasing leptin as your insulin goes down. So many amazing things. But once that deficit is over and you're eating now in your window, the amount that you need at that new weight, how do you go lower? How do you keep going? How do you keep losing? And I don't feel like this is addressed enough in intermittent fasting circles um, because, you know, a lot of times then there are programs that just combine intermittent fasting with a certain diet. So like there's a, there's a program that I see a lot that I really think is really great but it does um, macros with intermittent fasting, which is what I do and I love that. But that doesn't mean that's going to be for everybody. And then another program combines keto with intermittent fasting and that really works for some of those people. And there are other people who are intermittent fasters who are like vegan, vegetarian and um, low fat. And they lose really weight really well with that combination. But I hate to see people join one protocol one eating plan because what if that's not really for you what if that doesn't work for you what if you can do it for a little bit but then you hate it then do you have any other tools 
to take from that? Do you have any other tools to keep going um, with weight loss and with weight management? So let's talk about some things that are likely to get you to goal and less likely to get you to goal. Now it's important to note that these things over here um, and these, and if you're listening on the podcast, these uh, images and graphics will be in the, uh, in your notes, in your uh, episode notes. Um, but these things right here, everybody loses weight on them all the time. These less likely to get you to goal. Everybody loses weight on these less likely to get you to goal list at first. Everybody does. Because generally speaking, there is enough of a deficit made, okay? Um, and if you uh, still don't believe that calories have any bearing on your weight loss and that it's only insulin, that's, that's not really proven by science because if that were the case, then you could just fast for 23 hours a day and for one hour, eat whatever you want, even if it's two or three or 4,000 calories and you would still lose weight. Right? But we know that doesn't happen that way. If it were true that it's only insulin, then you would be able to um, eat 20 carbs a day and eat as many calories as you want and you would get to go weight because your insulin will be so low all the time. Right? Those things don't happen. And on the flip side, the other things happen like people who eat nothing but the potato diet and they lose weight. All of these protocols, I'm gonna go back up to this one. All of these protocols have in common a deficit is made. A consumption, a total food intake, a caloric deficit is made. If after this you still don't believe that calories have anything to do with weight loss, then go ahead and eat as many nuts as you want. Don't ever stop eating handfuls and handfuls and handfuls of nuts. Were you scared to do that? I have a weight loss lifestyle episode. I don't know the number, but it is 15 uh, proofs that you believe calories do matter. And one of them is the nut tests, right? Nobody on any program is going to who says calories do not matter will go out and eat an entire can of cashews that day. They'll say, oh, that's too much food. That's too much quantity. That's too much intake. That's too, go ahead and say it, many calories. right? Okay. So I talked last week about how one thing that research is showing over and over and over again is that we need to weigh 30% less and eat 30% less. So um, that's interesting. So all of these things have in common that they're going to make a deficit. Okay. So the question that I pose to you is what is your eating protocol that you can live with? What is your eating protocol that you can really do? Guess what? I eat potatoes every day and I lose weight. I decided that potatoes were going to be part of what I ate every day to lose weight. I eat apples and bananas all the time, all every day. 
I decided those were part of my what. I eat protein flour. I eat baked goods made out of protein flour and fruit granulated sugar-free, calorie-free sweetener. I eat something from that every day. I either eat a bread or a biscuit or a muffin or something like that. And, and it leads to weight loss. You decide what you are going to eat um, all the time, your big picture protocol, and then we're going to plug that in to the perfect storm of weight loss. When you will eat, what you eat, and the amount you eat, that will be your eating protocol. We're going to plug your eating protocol into this. That will take care of your number one. We're going to make sure that your eating protocol has a, the effect that we want on these things here. Okay, because what happens is we have an eating protocol, maybe of counting calories. So maybe we have our times down and we have our amounts down and we even have the total calories we're gonna take in down but the calories we're consuming are driving our dopamine up so much that we have so many cravings that we can't handle them even with thought work. Are you seeing what I'm saying here? This needs to have, uh, have a good effect on these and this needs to have a good effect on these and this needs to have a good effect on these and for those of you who are listening i'm saying number one the eating protocol has to have a good effect on number two the hunger and cravings and hormones and chemicals the number two the hunger and cravings hormones and chemicals has to have a good effect on the thoughts and emotional management the eating protocol has to have a good effect on the thoughts and emotional management that's the bottom line and when these work in sync with each other you don't feel so horribly deprived that you can't manage your mind around um, treats that are off your protocol. When your eating protocol is in line, it doesn't spike your insulin so high that your leptin goes down so low that you can't hear hunger signals. When your eating protocol is in line with these, you don't have so much pressure on your body that your cortisol spikes and you can't sleep and you can't exercise and you are so stressed because your cortisol is high. Do you see how these three things can make the perfect storm of weight loss for you? Do you see how over time, granted my husband and I have lost this 160 pounds over a year and a half. Okay, year and a half, we've lost 160 pounds together. And it is because we were able to figure out how this one goes with, how the eating protocol goes with the hungers and cravings and hormones and chemicals. We were able to see how the hungers and cravings and hormones and chemicals come over here to this. And we actually say to each other, I really, really need to not eat this particular combination because this is what it does. And I can tell now. He can say, I really, really need to stay on my non-starchy vegetables, even while I'm eating potatoes every day and protein pasta. 
he he says i need to stay on my vegetables because i know that my stomach sensors like more volume of food do you see how it's individualized do you see how it is a perfect storm guys gals friends I can help you create your perfect storm. I know I can. I know I can. And I'm so excited because just like when I teach my kids, I got these are my month long downloads, Learn for a Month. They're month long writing books that parents and uh, homeschoolers and after schoolers and tutors can use with students. Just like I know that those books work, I know that this works. And I know that people can do it. That's the other thing. Like when I think about, um, like I was going to teach all real foods, you know, you do all real foods and you have one, one time a week that you don't eat real foods. And when I couldn't stay on that myself, I knew I couldn't teach that. That could not be someone's protocol unless that works for them, unless they want that to be their protocol. I can't say a one size fits all protocol, but I can teach you how this is going to affect this and this is going to affect this and this is going to affect this. So You've got to get your protein in. You've got to get your fiber in. You've got to eat more real foods. You've got to plan your treats. You've got to decide ahead of time. You've got to schedule those treats. They have to be something that you wrapped your mind around, so to speak, ahead of time. It really does work. And I can't wait to teach you all the things about creating your own perfect storm of weight management and helping you next week, probably two weeks, we're gonna take all the protocols that I feel are beneficial. I mean, there, you, there's also just this like open-ended, like any, any deficit, any diet with a deficit will work if it's combined with these things. I'm gonna teach you all those things, okay? Stay with me, I'll see you in episode 14. Um, I want so many good things for you and I know you can do this. I'll talk to you soon.